Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about the eighth uh, episode of uh, the second season of The Mandalorian, uh, which is also the the final episode of uh, the second season of The Mandalorian. And uh, what an episode. Um, uh, I'm just going to jump straight in and talk about it and... um, yeah, there are definitely going to be spoilers in this uh, episode for The Mandalorian if you haven't seen it. And uh, I know I don't usually uh, put up a spoiler warning uh, in my Mandalorian uh, episode reviews. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, but in this one, I am definitely going to because this one is the best episode of the season of the series. Um, and it is... Uh, it's mind blowing. Um, um, wow, where where to start? Um, I've literally just watched it, finished watching it, and it. Um, this episode is a a turning point uh, for the entire series. Where it will go after this episode, after this season, who knows? Uh, because everything has completely changed. Um, Right at the beginning of the episode, um, uh, we uh, catch up with uh, Dr. Pershing, uh, who uh, you may know um, if you've been watching The Mandalorian, is one of the clone scientists uh, who was studying uh, Grogu, uh, also known as Baby Yoda, back in the first episode. episode of uh, the Mandalorian and um, or it was the second episode of the Mandalorian the first season of Mandalorian and um, he's his life was spared um, following uh, Din Djarin's, um, uh crashing into the uh, um, the outpost uh, on uh um, where he, uh, where Grogu was being held and he was being studied uh, by Doctor Pershing, um, and uh, um, on uh, Navarro uh, Seven, uh, our, the planet was, and um, Doctor Pershing was very uh. Uh, seemed to have have a uh, connection with Grogu. He didn't want him to be harmed, um, and um, and that is why he he was spared by uh, Dinjarin. Um, and uh, we uh, there was we we caught up on uh, uh, what had been happening to um, Doctor Pershing since uh, in a, a hologram in a previous episode. Um, 
in which uh, it was revealed that uh, they um, were seeking out uh, another blood sample from the child um, uh, to uh, gain a, a more uh, effective sample that could be used for a cloning procedure that um, is not detailed um, but um, a lot of people have been led to believe that this would serve um, the creation of um, the character of um, Snoke uh, in the sequel trilogy of Star Wars films or um, possibly um, help in the resurrection of uh, Palpatine um, who seeks to regain um, power in uh, the Rise of Skywalker film but um, away from that Anyway, um, so Dr. Pershing is on board a shuttle, uh, an Imperial shuttle, and he's being uh, transported um, uh, somewhere. Um, uh, he's being um, piloted uh, by uh, two Imperial uh, officers, um, and uh, while they're traveling, they're attacked by uh, Slave One. Um, being piloted by Boba Fett, uh, who um, effectively uh, um, targets the shuttle's engines with um, his iron cannon, disabling the um, the electronics aboard uh, and the communications, um, and uh, very uh, soon uh, Boba Fett. Um, Docks Slave One to uh, the uh, the Imperial shuttle, and um, then Boba Fett and um, Fennec Shan and uh, Cara Dune and Din Djarin board the uh, the Imperial shuttle, um, and uh, then the two pilots, two pilot, the Imperial pilots, um, put a a gun uh, to. Uh, or a blaster to Dr. Pershing's head. Um, and uh, when one of the other pilots uh, says that um, he's not with the other pilot, that he will he'll talk to Din Djarin and um, those uh, attempting to uh, seek the location of uh, Grogu, uh, the pilot that is holding the blaster to Dr. Pershing's head, shoots the other pilot, um, and uh, this pilot is very arrogant. Um, he starts to taunt Cara Dune um, for being uh, a mem- uh, uh, from Alderaan, and he says that he was on uh, one of the the, uh, the Death Stars when it was destroyed. And Cara Dune say- asks uh, which one, um, jokingly, because there was two Death Stars. Um, the one that uh, destroyed Alderaan was one and then there was another that was under construction in the Return of the Jedi um, and uh, after taking uh, enough of uh, this Imperial pilot's uh, nonsense uh, for uh, as long as she can uh, Kara then shoots uh, the pilot in the face um, to the, the shock of Dr. Pershing who uh, who um, only narrowly misses the, uh, the 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 laser fire from the the blaster, and uh, shows 
uh, from the clutching of his ears and he screamed that um, uh, he uh, is deafened by uh, the shot um, and then the uh, everybody leaves the Imperial shuttle they go back onto slave one um, and uh, they uh, walk through um, uh, a plan with the help of Dr. Pershing um, um, to go to uh, um, Moff Gideon's uh, cruiser but before that um, Slave One uh, arrives at a planet uh, dotted with uh, large refineries and um, that is where uh, when they enter a cantina there uh, Din Djarin, uh and Boba Fett uh, see and approach um, Bo-Katan and uh, Koska Reeves uh, which were the two Mandalorians um, that we met up with um, in uh, the, uh, the third episode of the season I believe it was and um that's where uh, Din Djarin asks uh, Bo-Katan uh, for her assistance to um, help retrieve Grogu because uh, Moff Gideon has taken him um, captive and is holding him hostage and is using him to um, for um, his uh, scientific uh, experiments. Um, uh, and then... Um, uh, Boba Fett uh, tells uh, Din Djarin that they don't need them uh, um, but uh, Bo-Katan and uh, Din Djarin make a deal saying that um, she just wants uh, um, uh, she just wants Moff Gideon to um, to surrender to her and so that she would uh, be able to obtain the Darksaber and that uh, it, she will help um, Din Djarin and Boba Fett uh, in their rescue mission um, since this episode is called uh, The Rescue as well um, and she says that she will help them uh, uh, as long as she gets uh, Moff Gideon to surrender to her um, so she get the Darksaber and as we know she wants the Darksaber because whoever um, obtains and who holds the Darksaber is the true leader of um, of Mandalore which is the um, the the home um, the ancestral home of the Mandalorians and that is what Bo-Katan wants more than anything um and then aboard, uh, aboard Slave One, um, there we see a briefing between Bo-Katan and uh, all the others, including uh, Din Djarin and uh, Cara Dune um, and Fennec Shan and Boba Fett. And they uh, go through and talk about uh, a mission to board... Um, to board... Um, the uh, the light cruiser of Moff Gideon, um, and to uh, retrieve Grogu. Um, uh, but they are also made aware by Doctor Pershing that uh, Moff Gideon has a platoon of dark troopers aboard the vessel, 
and that um, they would have to be um, um, discharged or um, deactivated uh, before they could uh, before they could launch. Um, and uh, Doctor Pershing tells them that these dark troopers, uh, which are essentially uh, droids. Uh, are the third generation of the dark troopers uh, and in previous generations there was a a human uh within the um the within the the armor uh, but now they're all automated and um they uh cannot be stopped by um normal uh laser fire um but um they everyone uh, seems confident that they can find a way to fight their way through uh, the the stormtroopers aboard the cruiser as well as the, the dark troopers um, but that they will have to do it um, uh, they'll have to split up um, the majority of the of the, 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 the team uh, Bo-Katan um, and uh, Koska Reeves um, uh, Cara Dune and um, Fennec Shan will uh, fight their way through while uh, Din Djarin, um, uh finds um, a surreptitious way through the shadows to get to Grogu um, and um, and there'll be a, like a pincer attack uh, and they will meet um, at the meet at the same point uh, when they get to a certain point of all the vessel um, but uh, and um, uh, Boba Fett will um, um, f- will pl- fire at the uh, the Imperial uh, shuttle that they have and make it seem as if uh, he uh, is uh, pursuing them and attacking them and attempting to destroy their shuttle so they make the plan uh they set about set out um traveling through uh hyperspace to get to moff gideon's cruiser um the majority of the team aboard the imperial shuttle uh and um boba fett aboard the slave one and they drop out of hyperspace uh very near to where the the uh, moff gideon's cruiser is uh, Boba Fett uh, fires at the the shuttle um, and narrowly misses them. Um, and as they approach the uh, light cruiser, uh, Bo-Katan uh, sends out a distress signal um, to the cruiser and tells them that they're in, being pursued um, and that they need assistance. They need to land aboard the cruiser. Uh, and on board the cruiser, we see Moff Gideon uh, order that. Um, um, some uh, TIE fighters be launched uh, to try and um, fend off uh, the slave one um, so that the bef- just before he can uh, attain um, what the uh, the meaning of uh, the Imperial Shuttle's sudden appearance is because uh, he's noticeably um, and probably quite rightly uh, suspicious of this shuttle just appearing out of nowhere. Uh, so the TIE fighters are launched and they start to um, shoot at uh, the Slave One. Um, but uh, Boba Fett is able to um, 
make some impressive evasive maneuvers to uh, stop himself being um, shot at and um, directly attacked. And while this is happening, the crew, the shuttle that uh, Din Djarin and Bo-Katan and the rest of the team, the rescue team, uh, are aboard, are getting even closer to the light cruiser. And just as the light cruiser is about to launch another Tie Fighter, um, the uh, the shuttle uh, is able to force its way through and into the the uh, the bay uh, where the Tie Fighters are being launched to. Uh, and they were able to uh, to land, and um, the majority of the team, uh, Bogotan and um, Koska Reeves and uh, Fennec Shan uh, and Cara Dune uh, leave the shuttle and fight their way through stormtroopers, um, uh, and in a, an attempt to try and get to the bridge. And while they're doing that, we see Dinjaran. He's uh, trying to find his way to where Grogu's being held, um, and also uh, to where the the Dark Troopers are housed. And he's trying to going to attempt to uh, deactivate them or um, um, make sure that they're not activated um, in the first place. Um, and uh, we see both. Both sets of the this uh, rescue mission uh, proceed, um, but when Dinjarin um, um, he uh, approaches where the Dark Troopers are being housed, he finds that they have been activated because uh, as soon as the shuttle crashed, Moff Gideon was uh, instantly triggered, uh, and he immediately um, ordered the activation of the Dark Troopers. Uh, and um, it's a very tense scene as we see them uh, activating slowly just as the the rescue team is uh, attempting to uh, fight their way to the bridge and to um, the holding cell where Grogu is. Um, but then when they are activated um, and uh, we see uh, Dinjarin uh, arrive at uh, where they're being held and uh, he tries to fight them back one of the dark troopers finds its way through one of the blast doors and um, goes into a hand-to-hand combat um, fight with Dinjarin. In fact, Dinjarin gets beaten like he's never been beaten before because this dark trooper just smacks at his helmet over and over again, multiple times, even hits him into a, a bulkhead and... Um, he he must have really felt those blows, and if it if he didn't have Beskar armor, um, then he would probably have been dead as a result of those blows. Um, but um, Dinjarin is able to fight, uh, effectively fight back the um, the lone dark trooper that uh, is uh, attempting to to kill him uh, with the spear that uh, he obtained from. Um, Ahsoka uh, in episode 6 um, and uh, which is made out of uh, Beskar armour um, Beskar um, uh, metal I should say um, which is the same Beskar armour as uh, um, Din Djarin's armour um, so and then um, and Din Djarin's able to uh um blow the uh the 
dark troopers out into space by uh, evacuating the air within the, the contained um, contained uh, area where they're they're they've been locked away behind um, behind one of the uh, the pressure doors, and we think that they're they're gone, um, and uh, that that uh, threat has been neutralised. Um, but um, uh, as Dinjar, when Jinjarin reaches um, Grogu's cell, uh, he finds uh, Moff Gideon is there with Grogu, and he actually has the dark saber um, uh, ignited and above where Grogu is sat with his uh, still in his uh, harnesses. Um. And uh, Bogatan and uh, Cara June and um, um, and everyone else, uh, according, including Cosca uh, Reeves and uh, Fennec Shan, have reached the bridge. They fought their way to the bridge, uh, believing that they would find Moff Gideon. But uh, as I said, he's he's in a holding cell, um, and. Uh, he uh initially threatens grogu um and tells dinjarin to throw his blaster towards him but dinjarin says look i don't want the dark saber um whatever bokatan wants i don't want it you can have it i just want the child um you can have anything you want i just want the child and he's my only priority um and it seems at first that um Moff Gideon is going to allow Dinjarin to leave with Grogu, but um, then, when we, then we see uh, Moff Gideon uh, start to attack um, Dinjarin with the dark saber, um, but it's unable to to uh, penetrate um, Dinjarin's Beskar armor, uh, and Dinjarin puts up a good fight with the uh, the Beskar uh, spear. Um, and um, he's able to defeat Moff Gideon um, and um, to reclaim uh, the uh, the Darksaber or to claim it I should say um, and um, after he defeats Moff Gideon uh, he uh, picks up Grogu and um, takes him um and also Moff Gideon, who he now has in custody, to the bridge where he finds um, he finds uh, the other members of the rescue team, um, and that's when Moff Gideon starts to taunt Bo-Katan uh, because uh, he explains that um, Dinjarin now has the dark saber, and whoever uh, holds the dark saber is as i said the true uh leader of mandalore uh by right uh because he beat moff gideon in combat and moff gideon taunts bogatan because he knows and he says to her that if she wants the dark saber the only way that she's going to be able to obtain it is if she uh, she goes into uh, combat with Dinjarin to and to beat him so that she can she can have it because that is the that is how it works by tradition and by right um, 
you have to disable um, an opponent who has the dark saber so that you can obtain it. Um, and then uh, alarms start to sound, um, and uh, um, Fennec Shan reports that um, their shield, the shield, ship's shields, have been breached. Um, and there are no life signs to be detected, uh, meaning that the dark troopers uh, have returned and they are now boarding the the ship. And um, then we see them uh, find uh, find their way to the bridge uh, where uh, and to surround uh, the rescue team. Um, and Moff Gideon uh, is quite confident uh, he even hides a blaster uh, near to where he's uh, sitting um, on a step uh, where he's being held captive and he's confident uh, that uh, the dark troopers will find their way into the, the bridge onto the bridge and that he will escape with Grogu um, because he uh, had no intention of giving Grogu up uh, in the slightest. Then another alarm sounds, and um, we see uh, on one of the the screens that a uh, or even outside the the window of the, on the bridge, we see that a, a lone X-wing fighter uh, is approaching the cruiser, uh, which immediately lands uh, in the docking bay. Um, and after Bo-Katan asks them to identify themselves, uh, they don't uh, reply. Uh, but Grogu looks up um, immediately and senses that um, they know or they're familiar with whomever is on this X-Wing. Um, then we see the Dark Troopers stop attacking the bridge. Um um, and then on on the monitor, on uh, one of the monitors of the on the bridge, we see a hooded figure holding a lightsaber, uh, walking through the ship, destroying dark troopers uh, left, right, and center. Um, um, and the uh, and then it's. Uh, explained that something that we that any Star Wars fan or anyone who's ever watched Star Wars will know that this uh, hooded figure is indeed a a Jedi and Bo-Katan confirms it um, and this Jedi is absolutely cutting through Dark Troopers like they're nothing uh, with his uh, green lightsaber and uh, I'd say I knew who this was. Uh, it's been speculated on the internet who it was going to be, who Grogu might have reached out to um, in uh, uh, episode six. Um, but uh, it's it's definite now um, that it was. Well, I, I just knew as soon as I saw the, the the green lightsaber, I knew who it was. Um, and uh, even though Moff Gideon um, tries to uh, tries to shoot um, everybody on the bridge, uh, 
including uh, Bo-Katan, um, only knocking her to the ground, and then he even attempts to shoot Grogu, uh, but before Din Djarin leaps in front um, of uh, him and uh, Bo-Katan, um, and after which he's knocked unconscious uh, by Cara Dune, um he uh is unable to to stop the 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 uh hooded uh jedi uh who's fast approaching the bridge who destroys uh all the other remaining dark troopers um and as he approaches the bridge grogu is seen um reaching towards the monitor as if He's reaching out to someone very powerful, a very powerful Jedi. Um, and that's when we see Din Djarin. As soon as the the, the Jedi uh, is seen to be outside the bridge, uh, Din Djarin tells um, Fennec Shan to, to open the blast doors, uh, even though he's told by, by her that he's crazy. But then after the the blast doors open and the Jedi enters and he pulls back his hood, we see that he is in fact Luke Skywalker, the one and only Luke Skywalker. And he looks great. He looks um, like a version of um, how Luke would have looked um, after the return of the Jedi. Um, of course, before uh, we see him, we saw him most recently in The Force Awakens and in The Last Jedi films. Um, and there's definitely some, it's definitely been some computer, some de-aging of Mark Hamill because it's confirmed that uh, Mark Hamill plays Luke Skywalker because no one else could play Luke Skywalker um, in the in the credits at the end of the, the episode. Um, but he looks great. Um, it's, um, yeah, what a thrill. And that is the OMG moment of the episode. Cause a lot of people, as I say, a lot of people speculated that it was going to be Luke who felt Grogu reach out, um, when he was on the, the seeing stone, uh, the, uh, in episode six, um, when he went to the, the abandoned Jedi temple. Uh, there um, but uh, yeah what a moment what a moment um, and then we see uh, Luke um, uh, confirm to Jin Djarin that he is a Jedi and then he holds out his hand to Grogu um, and tells him that uh, he's going to come with him um, and Grogu uh, hesitates um, and looks to Din Djarin, um as if he doesn't want to go uh, without him he doesn't want to go with Luke but Luke says that he just wants Din Djarin's permission to let him go and um Luke pledges to, to give his life to protect Grogu. But he says that 
he'll not be safe until um Grogu will not be safe until he masters his abilities. Then we see Dinjara pick up Grogu and tell him to go with Luke. Um, but he says that they will meet again. And then Grogu reaches for uh, Dinjaran's helmet, uh, which Dinjaran removes, uh, exposing his, his face, um, which he would only do for someone who he loves, just as he did um, as he was when he was trying to, to find the location of Moff Gideon's cruiser because he wanted to be reunited with Grogu. And that's when we see Grogu touch... Um, Dinjaran on the face um, and he tells Grogu um, not to be afraid and then places him on the ground and then uh, we see not only uh, Luke but alongside him we see R2-D2 uh, the famous astromech droid who's been in a part of the Star Wars franchise since the very beginning just like Luke um, and it's even said that the, the story of Star Wars is told from R2-D2's perspective, from the droid's perspective. Um, so it seems fitting that he's here with Luke. Um, then we see Grogu and uh, R2-D2 have a, a moment to one another. Seemingly, uh, Grogu is talking to R2-D2 and R2-D2 is the only one who can understand him, uh, which... Uh, quite uh, poignant and then Luke uh, nods and then picks up Grogu and then turns and then walks away and then we see Din Djarin watch Luke um, walk away um, while still being fixed upon the eyes of Grogu who's looking over Luke's shoulder at Din Djarin um, both in tears and then we see Grogu R2-D2 and Luke Skywalker enter um, the elevator and then the door shuts and then that is the end of the episode and what a fantastic episode um, there's a cutscene right at the end of the credits uh, um, at uh, Jabba's Palace on Tatooine, um, which is where we were introduced to uh, in The Return of the Jedi, where uh, Han Solo, uh, while he was still um, frozen in carbonite, um, was, uh, and where uh, Leia... Um, um, was able to uh, find her way into and Lando was able to find his way into um, so they were able to um, to save Han um, and we also saw Luke uh, enter into Jabba's palace and this from this followed um, Boba Fett falling into the Sarlacc pit and being swallowed there and um, the, the, the death the strangulation of Jabba the Hutt uh, by Leia and the uh, the successful um, uh, uh, rescue of Han Solo and uh, everyone um, involved who had been taken held captive by Jabba the Hutt, um, and um, 
within Jabba's palace, um, his uh, his former uh, associate uh, Bib uh, Fortuna uh, speaks uh, in Hutties to uh, his henchmen there uh, before we hear some uh, blaster fire. And we see uh, Fennec Shan enter, killing uh, two of the Gamorian guards um, and firing at other fleeing gangsters uh, and also fleeing a Twi'lek slave girl, um, very similar to the Twi'lek slave girl who's in uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, who was one of the dancers that uh, um, Jabba the Hutt held there for his entertainment. And then we see Boba Fett walk in behind her uh, as uh, Bib Fortuna laughs, saying that he recognises him. He thought that he thought he was dead, uh, but he's pleased to see him. And then we see Boba uh, shoot uh, Bib Fortuna dead, throw his body to the floor, and then take to the throne that was once Jabba's throne and was and uh, had been passed to Bib Fortuna. Um. And then we see Fennec Shan joining him at his sides, um, taking some swigs from a bottle. Um, and that is the complete ep- ep- uh, end of the episode. Um, but, um, yeah, we've got to talk about Luke Skywalker. Um, uh, a lot of people, like I say, a lot of people speculated that it could only be Luke who would hear Grogu's um, call for help. Um, but yeah, I, I, t- I really didn't know, um, from the, um, the preview to the, the episode, um, right at the beginning, I thought that maybe, um, um, maybe another Jedi might turn up, um, uh, maybe, uh, Ahsoka Tano maybe t- might turn up in the episode, uh, but she's going to get her own uh, series, actually, being that's going to be shown on Disney Plus at some point, uh, maybe in 2022. Um, and and at the end of the episode, we're also told that the book of Boba Fett will follow this season of uh, The Mandalorian and will uh, premiere in 2021. And... Um, um, it's not yet clear if it will be a uh, a sequel to the Mandalorian or a prequel to the Mandalorian, um, but it but it might li- most likely will be both. It will tell perhaps how Boba Fett um, survived uh, the Sarlacc pit and how he um, survived on Tatooine for so long, and perhaps what he did um, afterwards uh, after the Mandalorian. Um, and uh, um, yeah how his story will pan out and um, um, it's also um, very um, possible excuse me that uh, Boba Fett will be a part of the Mandalorian season 2 in fact I'm sure that's a that's a definite uh, because there's still a lot more story to be told about um, the Mandalorians um as a, as a species, as a race, and it'll be interesting to find out what's going to happen between Din Djarin and Bo-Katan, and who will be the true leader of Mandalore, um, and what will happen, um, especially following the events uh, of this episode, um, now that Din Djarin 
uh, has the dark saber, um, and by creed, by right, he is now the true. He is the leader of Mandalore, uh, which is quite uh, amazing. Um, but yeah, getting back to Luke Skywalker, I tell you, from the moment I saw that green lightsaber, I knew it was Luke Skywalker. A lot of people speculated that it was Luke Skywalker before this episode; that it could only be him, as I said, but. I was sceptical, but as soon as I saw that lightsaber, I knew it was Luke. And when he walks into the onto the bridge, um, and he interacts with Grogu and Din Djarin, what a moment. And I'm sure a lot of Star Wars fans uh, became very emotional at that moment, because Luke Skywalker is a character that means a lot to Star Wars fans. Um... And a lot of people think that the character was done a disservice by the sequel trilogy. Um, that um, um, he's uh, the characterization of him um, supposedly giving up um, um, and um, seeking um, to go into exile um, that we saw in the film uh, The Last Jedi was add a character for luke um some people liked it uh i i saw um i could i could see the the uh what the the filmmakers were going for in in, in the last jedi um and um in the, the the sequel trilogy but i agree with a lot of star wars fans that it wasn't ideal it wasn't um it wasn't the best characterization for a character who is uh, as important as Luke Skywalker is to the the entire Star Wars mythos. Um, but this episode really delivered on a Luke Skywalker uh, uh, who is the pinnacle of the Jedi. He is um, one of the strongest Jedi there has ever been. Um, and he really showed this in this episode from the way he went through the dark troopers uh, as if they were nothing, as if he was unstoppable, um, and the way that he took Grogu. And uh, it'll be interesting to find out one day what happens with Grogu and if Luke was able to train him. And perhaps we'll, 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 the next time we see Grogu, he'll be able to talk and next time Din Djarin sees him they will uh, greet one another uh, in ways that they were unable to do so previously um, but oh my goodness what a what an episode just it was it was great seeing the um, the fight between Din Djarin you know not stopping for anything to find his way to Grogu and he succeeded in his mission to um, retrieve him, to rescue him, um, and it was, yeah, what, what an episode! <laughs> I just, it's it's an episode that a lot of people are going to watch over and over again because it was so full of details, um, and uh, yeah, what a what a way to end a season, what a way to start um, a new chapter of uh of the mandalorian when it comes back because now it's not all about the child the child has been successfully returned to the jedi and to one of the most powerful jedi um to the 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 best teacher that uh 
any Jedi could ever hope to have uh, in Luke Skywalker. So, uh, yeah, he 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 did the best he could for Grogu. He protected him all this time, uh, even from when he first found him um, to when uh, he finally said goodbye to him. He did everything to save him, to protect him, and um, yeah, it was sad at the mo- at that end, the end. But it was, it felt both sad and joyous because you know that Grogu's going to be taught by one of the best Jedi's there has ever been, one of the most powerful Jedi's. But the connection that uh, Grogu, Baby Yoda. Um, and Injaran have formed over the, the series up to now and something that we've seen in every episode that they featured in makes it even harder f- to see them um, separated and it does feel like a true separation that the the whole series um, has just c- dramatically changed and will be dramatically different from this this moment on in the seasons that are to come um because Grogu's not gonna turn up um in season three probably most likely not um but he will return that's definite um but yeah it's it's um a bittersweet moment that's probably the best way to describe it um and you do feel for Din Djarin because he saw Grogu as if he was a son um and if he, as he was a father and i think dinjaran saw a lot of himself in grogu because he was also a foundling he was found by um the members of um death watch who were a faction of the the mandalorians so he was found as a child and um uh taught and brought up with the Mandalorian creed to never take off your helmet and to to be a certain way to live the life of a Mandalorian um, and when he he saw and he first encountered Grogu I think he he was reminded a lot of himself um, and that's why he chose to protect him instead of um, um, let him be uh, taken away and used as uh, um, just for his the midichlorians within his blood um, for a scientific uh, experiment um, so yeah there was, they, they saw a lot of one another uh, within each other um, and it was a sad moment seeing Grogu walk away with Luke Skywalker and seeing Din, him look back at Din Djarin both thankful for have met one have met one another and thankful to have spent time with one another um but they they finally they finally achieved what uh, they needed to do and that was the delivery of grogu to his own kind to the jedi um we didn't find out any more about grogu's who rescued Grogu back at the Jedi Temple um, after the the purge uh, when Order 66 was ordered but um, 
perhaps you will one day um but yeah yeah i think there's nothing more to say um well there's lots more to say about um what is going to happen next no one knows exactly what's going to happen next it's all speculation and rumor but um it's not going to be the same as it was the series um and who knows whether we'll see luke skywalker again but if i was to guess i don't think so i think this was a this was a moment um that was um very needed uh very memorable uh and one that um they won't repeat um but it's possible we'll see Luke Skywalker again. We'll definitely see Grogu again. But I don't think the next time we see him, he will be anything like we have seen him previously. Um, and uh, that's a, a fun and exciting prospect to uh, consider and to mull over uh, until we see um, the Mandalorian series again, which will probably be maybe in about a year's time. Who knows? Um but there's definitely going to be a lot of great Star Wars content to come. Um, and I can't wait to watch it. And I can't wait to revisit this incredible Star Wars universe. And um, yeah, what a way to end the season. What a what a season. This has been a great season of not only Star Wars television, but television in general. It um, The Mandalorian has really set a bar for all the other star wars tv series that will be produced uh coming soon um and it really sets a bar for all um television um as a whole because it has um it has quality in its acting in its special effects in its storytelling and it is using um its own the, the legends of Star Wars to create a story that is so captivating and so enthralling that you just want to turn tune in every week for every episode to see what happens to these great characters and um, yeah um, wow what what, a, what an achievement of uh, John Favreau uh, who was the direct the um, the writer of this episode and what a great episode for Peyton Reed um, who's the uh, the director of uh, Ant-Man um, what what a what an episode um, and what a great uh, a great end to a great season and uh, I can't wait to see what happens next and um, yeah can't wait to watch the episode again can't wait to watch the whole season again because that's one of the great things after you go th- from episode to episode of a season and you see the conclusion it's great to go back and watch the episodes over and over again and see details that you may have missed before and see things in a different context to how you saw them uh, originally and when you you place them in uh, continuity with all the other events that preceded um the season the episodes and everything that takes place afterwards uh so it, it uh, makes up a great um mosaic of uh storytelling and characters um within a a universe that is so 
diverse and so um so uh wonderful and uh yeah there's no there's no uh universe of uh of storytelling and characters like that of uh, the Star Wars universe and um it'd be great to see um where the where the story of the Mandalorian takes us next season um and uh I can't wait to to find out so I'm going to leave it there for now uh if you haven't seen uh the Mandalorian uh I would definitely recommend that you you watch it um it's uh it's worth just downloading it's worth um the subscription for Disney Plus on uh, on its own if uh, if you ask me so um yeah if you haven't watched it definitely watch it uh watch it from the beginning from episode 1 all the way to uh ep- the end of episode 2 yeah, because you'll see a a wonderful story um uh, playing out episode to episode um that is um to me uh unparalleled to anything that's uh, been on TV in a in a long time um so yeah check it out if you haven't already um yeah and i'm gonna miss watching the episodes new episode every week but when it comes back on and when there is some new star wars content uh i'll definitely be watching it too because uh um i think the star wars universe the star wars franchise is back with a bang um and uh everything to come is uh a reason to be joyful um and um happy to be a star wars fan um perhaps for the first time in a long time but yeah i think we're gonna leave it there for now i just wanted to say thank you for listening uh hope you like what you heard and uh may the force be with you If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form, uh, you can go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to... Uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh, as i was saying i hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um and i'll talk to you again soon